very are drastic changes occurring in the United States of America and the whole world's eyes are upon you. Americans seem to be kind of, I don't know, how to explain the kind of non-reaction among Americans. There's no dramatic and powerful resistance to their own destruction and one can't help wondering uh, whether it's medication, whether it's the vaccination, what, what, what is it that has made these people weak and and to some extent, if I may use the word without giving offence, almost emasculated. South Africa is a giant mess, and so is our country, and there are very strong parallels. Uh, joining us today to discuss is Simon Roche, who's the head of foreign affairs for Swedlanders. It's an organization uh, of uh, South Africans, a civil defense organization, Christian organization, uh, constituted under international law for the purpose, they say, of safeguarding the welfare of their people in the event of a civil war, uh, an event that is probably much more likely than most Americans realize, considering uh, some of the things that we're going to be talking about, folks. It's uh, terrible what has happened there. You've got uh, top political leaders openly talking about the slaughter of all people of European descent, uh, literally advocating genocide from the stage. Uh, it's just absolutely crazy what's going on there. We've been exposing it for a long time at the New American, and I lived there uh, for a time, so I've seen some of it up close and personal. Now, uh, Simon is a fourth-generation South African of Irish descent. He's got three sons. He lives in the Karoo Desert, and uh, right now he's touring the United States of America, giving speeches and interviews under the banner of the Crisis of Christendom. And uh, he's talking about some of the, the common threats being faced by people across the Western world, the, the proliferation of the LGBT madness, the, the crazy COVID stuff, the, the vaccine stuff, the digital currencies, the stolen elections, the, the, the child porn being given to children in schools and some of this stuff. Um, really, it's uh, we, we've had him on before. He's uh, very, very knowledgeable uh, and he's got a bleak message, but uh, we need to hear it. So, uh, Simon, welcome to the program. I want to start with just uh, focusing a little bit on what's happening in South Africa. Um, you, of course, live there. You're from there. You're uh, preparing for things to turn uh, sour. And uh, I've, I've got a couple of clips that I want to share with the audience. But um, what's going on in South Africa? What, what do Americans need to know about what is happening there that the media is not telling us about? Well, there's a massive ongoing deterioration. Uh, for instance, one of the headlines uh, this morning in South Africa is that nothing can get in or out of South Africa's ports. There's a you know complete chaos at our at our harbor ports, our seaports. Our national airline, the famous South African Airways, was recently sold for something like fifty US cents. In other words, it was run into the ground and became worthless. At the moment, um, we're experiencing blackouts of about 10, 11, 12 hours a day. A friend of mine just sent me his his blackout schedule because you, you get a schedule in advance of when they're going to have to cut the power in the various regions of the country. And it's it's shared equally by everybody. And his schedule for yesterday was... Um, was uh, 12 hours of blackout. So you can't run a hair salon, uh, cell phone repeater towers can't function. Uh, you can't uh, run a, a butchery or a bakery or a, a tea shop or a heavy engineering business. It really is getting quite bad. And uh, so much so that the, uh, the, the polls are showing that the famous African National Congress of Nelson Mandela 
is looking to lose the next elections in April of next year, in response to which our president has recently said in an address to the Youth League of the African National Congress, if we can't hold on to power in next year's elections, we shall have to resort to a violent revolution. So things are very much coming to a head in South Africa, Alex. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people are hearing that and they're probably shocked and they're surprised that uh, really they shouldn't be. Uh, actually, if you if you look at the original draft of Nelson Mandela's autobiography, he openly endorsed the use of violence uh, against the majority, if necessary, to accomplish his goals. That was, of course, sanitized by a, a hack who works at Time magazine before being published. So those uh, bits were taken out. Uh, total endorsement of terrorism. And of course, uh, the ANC governs South Africa in an alliance with the Communist Party, the South African Communist Party, and the uh, the trade unions there. So I, I think this is new for a lot of people. Um, Simon, before we we go on to kind of the the risk that South Africa faces, I, I want to just share a couple of clips with people to to give them a sense of what's happening. Uh, first, we'll we'll just show a, a brief one. Uh, if you're listening to us on radio, you won't be able to see, but this is, uh, his name is Julius Malema. He used to be the head of the ANC Youth League. Um, he eventually went off and started his own political party called the Economic Freedom Fighters, which in an ironic kind of way, they actually are economic freedom fighters. They fight against economic freedom. But basically their, their platform is white people are evil. We need to take all their stuff. Um, and um, yeah, so uh, here's Julius Malema singing about uh, killing the farmers, which is you know code word for the uh, the Afrikaner people, the Boers, um, who uh, of course many of them are farmers. Kill the poor, the farmer. So there you go, shoot the boar. Yep, totally normal thing to happen, right? Now, of course not, right? No other country in the world could you have a, a top political leader singing about exterminating a minority group and nobody even say anything. Um, and, and this is not unusual at all. Uh, next up, we've got a, a clip of President, former President Jacob Zuma when he was president um, singing about uh, massacring the Boers. Bring me my machine gun. We're going to shoot all the Boers. So uh, let's go ahead and, uh, and roll that clip. Uh, Simon, uh, you're you're with Sweetlanders. Uh, this is kind of like I call it again the world's largest prepping group. You guys are getting prepared for the possibility, maybe the eventuality of uh, further deterioration. Uh, you've got uh, obviously racists running around calling for slaughtering uh, people of European descent. Uh, talk to us about uh, the situation down there and what you guys are doing to uh, prepare just to evacuate, I guess, from the cities and, and keep everybody safe. Yeah, our plan is what we call our national emergency plan is predicated on the idea that if you remain in the cities uh, thinly scattered, uh, you're likely to suffer death or severe injury in the event of nationwide anarchy or civil war, something like that. So the best thing to do is to remove yourself from the threat and regroup 
in a critical mass of numbers of people. Uh, 100,000 people can do a far better job of uh, safeguarding their welfare than 1,000 or 100 or 10 in a suburb. So that's our national emergency plan in a nutshell. We believe that things are progressing very rapidly at the moment. It does look as if we are on the downhill slope now. And so we are furiously endeavoring to set up the, or to, to extend, I should say, the vast network of uh, radio communications that exists, our logistics uh, networks, uh, our water purification systems, electricity generation, and so on and so forth, so that we can provide a comprehensive solution to uh, non-combatant civilians, non-combatant civilians, who don't want any part of a forthcoming slaughter. Yeah. And, uh, and you guys are an explicitly Christian organization. You put God first. Um, talk to us about the, the role of faith in, uh, in what you're doing. Well, it's core and it's central and it's the be all and it's the end all. Um, not to exaggerate the thing, but really we're, we're Christian from the beginning to the end. Uh, that's all that there is to it. Uh, Non-Christians are not welcome in the organization. We practice our faith. We pray. We uh, pray before everything that we do, and we hope that the Lord will uh, will will protect us uh, through very very difficult times. Which is not to say, though, that we're self righteous or holier than thou. We're ordinary people. Some smoke, some have a drink. Uh, we're ordinary human beings, but we are explicitly and implicitly Christian in everything that we do. Yeah, that's one of the things that I really appreciate about. The Swedlanders and uh, and the Afrikaners too. The the history of the Afrikaner people is so intimately intertwined with uh, the Christian faith. It, it is like you said, the beginning and the end. And um, it's it's just such a fascinating story. It, I, I think um, you know if Americans understood the the parallels with the pursuit of religious freedom, the the desire to be able to worship freely without being persecuted is actually what drove a lot of. Uh, the settlers down into South Africa, who eventually became the Afrikaner nation. Uh, it's really a fascinating story. Um, we're going to go to break in just a minute. When we get back, we'll talk more about the parallels with the United States, the dangers that uh, South Africa and the rest of Christendom are facing, and, uh, of course, the role of the subversives uh, within the U.S. government in betraying uh, South Africa into communist rule and so much else. So stay with us, folks. We will be right back after this quick break. Remember when the only uncertainty in news was the weather forecast? Now, our world is clouded by half-truths, misdirection, and gaslighting. The deluge of lies from leftist activists posing as journalists is unrelenting. At The New American, we hold fast to the timeless truths of our founders. Sanctuary in the storm. Visit thenewamerican.com today and get 25% off your subscription. Welcome back, everybody. Alex Newman here. Thank you so much for staying with us. Our guest is Simon Roche. He's the Director of Foreign Affairs at Swedlanders, the world's largest civil defense organization. They're down in South Africa, um, kind of the canary in the coal mine, if you will. Uh, Simon, during the break, we talked a little bit about uh, the situation in America, and I think a lot of Americans um, really haven't realized yet the the gravity of the situation we find ourselves in and you mentioned something that i thought was was really important that in some ways we're worse off than uh the south africans um talk to us about what you see in america the parallels between uh, what's happening in the united states and what has happened in south africa and where we are where we're going 
Well, it's it's all about the enormous compulsory liberalization, isn't it? You're wicked if you hold true to the values of your father. Uh, if you're not definitively progressive in the manner stipulated by the, the liberal elites, then you're a terrible human being. And so we're witnessing the whole world is watching. All eyes are on the USA at present. All eyes are on your stolen election, on your... Uh, your president wearing adult diapers on the compulsory distribution of child pornography at schools, which we find very interesting because it, it's almost com incomprehensible. And I, I mean this really quite sincerely. The entirety of the whole world, bar none, is watching this this uh, kind of madness sweep across the USA and we find it difficult to understand really how it happened so quickly how the the land of John Wayne has become the land of you know RuPaul iconography uh, <clears throat> we we see how your former president is being absolutely slayed by the liberal elites by all of the mainstream media you know there's just an absolute chorus and then we see these uh, January 6th tapes come out and we kind of think, okay, now there's going to be a kickback. Oh, you're going to see something's going to happen now. But but this this liberal juggernaut just keeps on steamrolling over everything that might be described as the traditional core of the United States of America. And it's being exacerbated by factors like uh, immigration, for example. I came in through Boston Logan International Airport three months ago. And I was in the arrivals hall, and uh, due to my former profession, I'm quite good at estimating the number of people in a space. I had to do that for a living. And I estimated that there were about 400 people in that arrivals hall, or rather in the immigration hall, and I could count eight white people. And that's symptomatic of something. Whether you're for it or against it is almost not the point. It is symptomatic of something. There are drastic changes occurring in the United States of America, and the whole world's eyes are upon you. Uh, we're watching the United States of America incur $33 trillion of debt. Uh, four Sundays ago, I had breakfast with a, <clears throat> a world-famous uh, American academic, and we were disagreeing over something, so we looked at some figures, and we saw that the, the repayments on the official government website of your debt are $879 billion a year. On the Wednesday, 72 hours later, that figure was revised to just over $1 trillion. And three weeks ago or four weeks ago, we had Janet Yellen saying that the extra debt incurred on the existing $33 trillion that shall be incurred in the months of October, this was now some weeks ago, to the end of March inclusive, will be just over $1.5 trillion, all told, your debt will have gone to almost $35 trillion by March of next year, and there's no hope of you paying it. So we see this frantic inflation rate. Uh, but Americans seem to be kind of, I don't know how to explain the kind of non-reaction among Americans. If you talk to them, they say, oh, yeah, no, it's not, it's not very good, and we're worried, and who knows what's going to happen. But there's no, there's no dramatic and powerful resistance to their own destruction, and one can't help wondering... Uh, whether it's medication, whether it's the vaccination, what 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 is it that has made these people weak and and to some extent, if I may use the word without giving offence, almost emasculated. Yeah, 
Yeah, it, it really is bizarre, Simon. But, you know, there's important things to do, like follow the latest developments in football. And, uh, you know, we, we, we got really important things to worry about. No time to worry about the open borders and all the rest of it. Uh, to your point, I, I wasn't planning on playing this clip, but I want to share with folks this um, 2015 Joe Biden talking about immigration. And to your point, uh, he, he, he says we're going to have an unrelenting stream of immigration until the nature of uh, the population of the United States is fundamentally transformed. Let me, let me throw this up. An unrelenting stream of immigration, nonstop, nonstop. Folks like me who were Caucasian of European descent for the first time in 2017 will be in an absolute minority in the United States of America. Absolute minority. Fewer than 50 percent of the people in America from then and on will be white European stock. That's not a bad thing. That's a, that's a source of our strength. So uh, we, we are seeing a, a fundamental transformation of the United States. And we've, we've got 15% of the population now is foreign born. And, you know, I'm not against foreigners. I'm, in fact, I'm married to a foreigner, um, uh, an immigrant. And, um, you know, but, but this is a record for the United States. And the last time this was happening, it was primarily from Christian Western countries. Right now, as you pointed out, we're, we're dealing with now a lot of immigration from the Middle East, from Islamic countries. You see places like Minneapolis. Uh, you've got whole towns now where every member of the city council is Muslim. Uh, these are huge changes that are happening in our society. Um, and so I, I think we are heading down the same path as South Africa. Uh, Simon, you lived through a lot of that. Uh, the world got a totally distorted picture of what was actually happening. Uh, we've only got about four minutes left in this segment, unfortunately. But what, what would be your advice to Americans who are concerned about what's happening? How do we stop it? And, uh, and is it even possible to stop it? Alex, we would say that it's not possible to, to stop it, that the, the things have progressed too far in the United States of America. The possibility of turning the clock back to the day before you opened your borders is nil. And the same can be said of the day before Roe versus Wade. The same can be said of the day before uh, George uh, Bush the Jr. doubled the U.S. debt. The same can be said of the day before Donald Trump added over $8 trillion to U.S. debt, increased it by 40%, uh, more than double any other uh, uh, two-term two president, and more than double any two single-term presidents, whether you like them or not, that's just a fact. You cannot repair the extent of the damage such as it is. So you almost have to abandon romantic uh, notions of, uh, of the fatherland. And instead of wrapping yourselves in the, in the cloak of, of the, the, the stars and the stripes, you have, to, you have to learn to live with the practical reality that it's only you, like-minded people, and God, uh, instead of hoping that you can convince 330 million people to, you know, somehow undo all of this damage, you know, as I say, go back to the day before Roe versus Wade in 1970, it was just not possible. You have to focus on the Lord. You have to accept that your only salvation is in him. You have to <clears throat> endeavor to find like-minded people who can stand firm with you and support you to ensure that your daughter doesn't get convinced to have some, if I may say so, labioplasty, uh, because the teacher recognized that at the age of uh, seven and a half, she was clearly 
uh, a boy and, you know, after six months of chatting about it, your daughter comes home and says she agrees. You know, this madness that is actually happening in the United States of America. You need people around you and you need your own faith and nothing else is is going to, to really work. We would say we've been through it. And notions, romantic notions of, uh, of undoing the madness of the African National Congress in South Africa are just, just silly, just foolish. It's better to accept that we live in an abyss, that it is only going to get worse, and that we Saitlanders have to stand with one another under our leadership and <clears throat> endeavor to support one another through these crazy times to share our electricity and our water and our food and our money and our fuel and our transport with one another. Simon, uh, uh, we are we faith. are almost out of time and we've got a hard stop because of the radio. Um, how can people learn more? You're in the United States now for another little while. How can people learn more about you, the Sweetlanders, uh, where you're going to be speaking next, if it's anywhere near where our listeners are located? Uh, if anybody wants to send me a message, they're very welcome. The telephone number is 838-839-5089. Otherwise, they can go to our website, which is saitlanders.org.org. So S-U-I-D, that is sait, S-U-I-D, landers.org. It's very easy. Uh, sobering. Words, Simon, um, very, very sobering. And I hope you're wrong. I really hope you're wrong. But um, you know what? We uh, we do need to be taking this situation very, very seriously. Uh, everything is on the line. Uh, folks, we've been exposing the, the madness that has overtaken South Africa and the parallels with the United States. And of course, the role of the deep state in what happened in South Africa very extensively here in this magazine. Actually, if you're watching us on Rumble or, or some of the other video platforms, you can check out the link down below um uh, of an episode we did of behind the deep state uh years ago about what was happening in south africa we go into much more depth on the role of subversives the deep staters in the u.s government in betraying the people of south africa into communist rule uh waging war on all south african nationalities and ethnicities who did not want to submit to communist rule uh it's a fascinating story and again the parallels with the united states are so strong and so clear uh, i often say that uh, Afrikaners are the closest cousins of the United States of, of Americans anywhere in the world, um, far more so than the British. In fact, uh, we have many similarities in our history that they have. We, we, we fought wars against the British, right? The Afrikaners fought uh, and lost. We fought and won. But uh, the parallels are just enormous. And, and South Africa really is a microcosm, uh, I believe, of what they want to do to all of us, right? It's this collection of nations all smushed together in a unitary state run by tyrants and, and, and megalomaniacs. Um, in which each of the nations has been totally dispossessed of power, has been totally um, uh, uh, taken out of the game in terms of being able to uh, control their own destiny, govern themselves, etc. It's a sad situation, and it's going to come here if we don't take it seriously. So um, thank you, Simon, for joining us. Uh, folks, this is Conversations That Matter. I'm Alex Newman, your host, senior editor at The New American Magazine. Get to thenewamerican.com. Subscribe to the print magazine. Get signed up for the free daily headlines in your email. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, God bless you all. Hi, I'm Alan Keyes, and I want to say a good word for the New American Magazine. Uh, not only because Alex Newman has joined us as somebody who is periodically hosting a show, but because New American Magazine represents an alternative media that is willing to tell people the truth. Reading New American Magazine can keep you 
up to the minute on the issues that are challenging us as a people. Visit thenewamerican.com today. Use the promo code NEWMAN to get $10 off the price of a print subscription.